If I say the word vampire, I think you'll know what it means. The monster from the dead, with two large sharp teeth, is known throughout many cultures and countries. Even though it's meant to be a fictional character, the definition of vampire in my Oxford English Dictionary reads: a dead person who leaves his or her grave at night to suck the blood of living people. My story today is for B1 level students of English, and it is called just that: vampire. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbrer, and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels. For transcripts, please go to practicingenglish.com. This is my first try at writing a horror story. So horror is a genre of literature. Now this is a B1 level story. There's lots of useful B1 language in there. Before I start the story, I'm going to just bring out a few words for you to listen for in the story. These aren't words to do with horror. In fact, they're words to do with Buildings and the town, city, and they are B one words. So first of all, we have laboratory, which is a place where you carry out experiments, and the next one is a tunnel, which is a hole underground where trains go through, perhaps, or other. Types of transport, or even you can walk through a tunnel on foot. Talking about buildings, downstairs, upstairs, which is talking about the upper or the lower floor of a house. So upstairs is like on the first floor, for example, and then downstairs would be the lower floor or the ground floor. Then a building will have an entrance or the main entrance, which is the principal doors that you go through to get into the building. In this story, there is a mention of different types of vehicles, and vehicles are, for example, cars, which is not a B one word, but vans, v a n s, which is a B one word. Which is a large car used for transport, and lorry, and a lorry is a very large vehicle used for transporting goods. Then we have、um, by the side of the street the pavement, the pavement that is what we usually walk along, so that we don't get hit by a car on the pavement. In the story, you will hear the word a harbor, harbor, which is a place by the sea 
where boats are parked, if you like, though we don't use the word park for boats, but it's where they are kept in a harbour. There's also a river in this story, and the sides of the river are called the banks. That's B-A-N-K, a bank, the river bank. And we have the word cottage, which is a small house typical in the UK, usually of one floor and often found in the countryside. That's a cottage. And then we have the word a mine. Now, a mine is not a B1 word, but what it refers to is a large excavation, a hole in the ground, like a tunnel, but it's used to take out some sort of mineral, for example, coal, or in this case, silver. And lastly, there's the word gate, which is another B1 word, which is a little door that we open, usually to go into a garden. Okay, those are my words. There are lots of other words there for you to enjoy, which are at B1 level. As I say, the story is called Vampire. Here we go! Vampire by M.A. Bilbrough So it was over. They had discovered her. Tiffany read the mobile phone message again. They're coming to get you. They know how to get into the laboratory. They found a way. Get out now. Go to the escape tunnel. I'm waiting for you. Tiffany looked around the laboratory, where she'd been working over the past six months, trying to discover an antidote, but without success. She felt she was nearly there. She just needed a little more time. A little more time to find the antidote that would turn the vampires into humans again. But now it was all over. Tiffany realised she had to get out of town, and fast. She would be the last person to leave. Everybody else had left months ago. Everybody who had escaped the bite of the vampire. She trusted the message. That mobile number belonged to Shannon, who was her colleague and best friend from the university. Unfortunately, it was impossible to call on mobile phones anymore because the vampires would find out. The vampires controlled almost everything now. Even sending a message could be dangerous. But Tiffany sent one now. I'm coming now. Please wait for me. Tiffany picked up a notebook that contained the unfinished formulas that she had made for the antidote, and she folded it and put it into her trouser pocket. She put on her jacket and trainers, 
took a last look around the laboratory, opened the door and left. She ran downstairs to the ground floor and using several keys, she opened the locks to the main entrance. Tiffany was in the street now and the streets were dangerous. It was getting dark, which was a bad thing. Vampires love the dark. Why hadn't Shannon sent the message earlier during the day? It would have been safer then. It was freezing cold in the street and very quiet. There were vehicles parked, but never used by anyone. Vampires never travelled by car. Tiffany wished she could take a car now, but she knew she would be a fool to do that. The noise would bring the vampires out immediately. She wouldn't be able to escape from them. Her only chance was to run. At the moment the streets were empty of life. If you could call vampires life. Tiffany set out towards her destination. She was running silently along the pavement. Not too fast, not too slowly. It was a long way to the escape tunnel, so she had to save her energy. Tiffany turned left at the end of the street and ran down towards the harbour. Suddenly, the total silence of the city was broken by the sound of a door closing behind her. She stopped and turned. A slim man stood behind her, about fifty metres away. He was dressed in a dark suit and he wore a tall hat. His face shone white in the evening light and he was looking directly at her. Then he smiled and raised his right hand and waved. Oh no, thought Tiffany to herself. They found me. She turned and continued running down to the harbour. She looked back quickly and there he was walking quickly after her. Vampires never run, they only walk. Tiffany didn't know why. Perhaps it made the person being chased even more scared. You run as fast as you can, but you can never get away, like in a nightmare. Tiffany had to cross the harbour to the other side. But there was another route. If she went through the narrow streets above the harbour, she might lose the vampire. She turned right, then took the first left, and then took another street on the right, running past houses that seemed empty. There were no lights on as the darkness moved in from the grey sea. Even the street lamps were dark. Tiffany turned to look behind her. There he was. He was just standing there, closer than before. How could he have seen the way she had gone? How could he have caught up with her? He was smiling now, and he lifted his hand again. Tiffany turned and ran. She turned left and right, and then she came out at the harbour. 
but there was nothing happening here. No people working. The dark grey fishing boats hardly moved on the black water. Tiffany used to like the harbour. She used to come here with friends and go for a meal in the many restaurants and cafeterias next to the water. But today the restaurants were empty. The windows broken. Cars, vans and lorries left in the street with their doors open. Tiffany remembered there had always been a lot of cats in this area, probably due to the fish that the boats used to bring in daily. Have they killed them too? thought Tiffany. She stopped and hid behind a lorry, then leant forward, breathing hard. She was running too fast. She was feeling tired, exhausted even. Her heart was beating fast, but she knew it was because of fear too, not just exhaustion. Tiffany! A voice. She hadn't heard anyone call her name in months. The effect was a shock, fear. Who had said that? A male voice, calm, friendly even. Tiffany looked out from behind the lorry. There, still at the same distance, was the vampire. His head leaned to one side as he looked at her in a questioning way. Then the vampire spoke again. Tiffany, would you like to come for an aperitif before dinner? He smiled sweetly as he looked at her. Tiffany turned and ran. She passed the boats and then ran up towards the river. She didn't look back. What was the point? She knew he was behind her, always following. She got onto the bridge and then she saw it. The bridge was broken. A large stone section had fallen into the river below. Oh my God, now what? thought Tiffany, and tears filled her eyes. She had to cross the river to get to the tunnel. What should she do now? She looked back, but this time she couldn't see him. Had she lost him at last? Then she had an idea. She ran back to the road and down the riverbank towards the water. She could swim across the river and the vampire wouldn't be able to follow. During her studies at the laboratory, she had discovered that vampires could not even touch water. A little water on their skin would burn them. If they fell into water, they would feel terrible pain. Tiffany dived into the water and swam. The cold water was a shock to her body and it began to get into her clothes, making swimming difficult. But it wasn't far and soon Tiffany was pulling herself up onto the opposite bank. She'd reached the other side. Tiffany! came the voice again. Tiffany screamed in total fear. She looked back and saw the vampire standing on the other side of the river. Oh, Tiffany, you are a bad girl, aren't you? 
You know I can't swim. I'll get my hat wet, said the vampire, smiling. Tiffany managed to find her voice, a voice she hadn't used for months. Jump in and go to hell! She turned and ran up the bank to the road. Then she looked back. Her heart sank. The vampire was following her. He was somehow walking across the water. Very slowly and very carefully, but he was walking on water. How can he do that? thought Tiffany to herself. It's impossible. The vampire looked up at her and spoke in his friendly voice again. This way I won't even get my feet wet. Wait for me, dear Tiffany. I'm coming. Tiffany didn't wait. She ran on. She had to take off her jacket and throw it away. It was so heavy with water. She felt the cold from the icy water, but it wasn't much further now. She was now out of the town, and there were fewer houses on the side of the road. It was almost completely dark, but Tiffany remembered the way along the coast road. Soon the road became narrower, and the trees on either side taller. They were dark shapes moving in the sea breeze, but she wasn't afraid of the trees. She felt they were with her. As the leaves moved in the light wind, they seemed to be talking to her. Run, Tiffany, run. Don't let the dead ones catch you. The escape tunnel started at a small cottage in a wood. Many centuries ago, the tunnel had been a silver mine. The last humans who escaped the vampire holocaust in this area had believed it was a good place to hide and begin an escape route. It had several long tunnels with many different exits. So once you were inside, it was almost impossible to know where you would come out. Then, when you were out of the mine, your rescuers would take you into the mountains where the last humans lived. Then Tiffany saw the sign. It wasn't difficult to see in the dark because it was a bright white and on it the words Mon Repos were painted in black. That was it. She'd reached the entrance to the mine. The sign pointed to a cottage with just two windows and a bright red door. There were no lights on in the cottage, but that was normal. A light would attract the vampires. To get in, Tiffany just had to open a small wooden gate, go down the path and knock at the door. Shannon will be there, she thought, and she realised how much she wanted to hug her how much she needed human contact. Tiffany made herself relax while her fingers pulled back the chain that fastened the gate. Shall I help you with that? said the voice. 
Tiffany gave another scream. Oh no, not again! She looked around at the darkness behind her, but she could see nothing. Then something white appeared out of the dark night. Part of a face, the chin, a thin red mouth, then a long sharp nose, and finally two cruel red eyes. The vampire was standing in the middle of the road. He lifted his hat completely and put it back on his head. Boo, he said quietly, and he smiled. The fear came back into Tiffany's heart as she pulled the chain away, her hands shaking, but there was also hope. She just needed to get into the cottage, the entrance to the mine. Shannon and other helpers would be there to take her where it was safe. The gate opened. Tiffany almost fell onto the path. Why didn't they open the door for her? Hadn't Shannon heard her scream? Suddenly the door opened. A light came on from inside the cottage. Shannon stood in the door. Shannon! screamed Tiffany and she ran towards her. Let me in! There's one of them here! Quick! But Shannon didn't move. Instead, she stood in the door. And although the light behind her body was bright, Tiffany could see her black hair was loose and long, covering part of her white face. As Shannon smiled, two long white teeth appeared between her red lips. Tiffany stopped, and her blood turned cold. Hello, Tiffany, said Shannon calmly. How nice to see you again. I see you've brought my friend, Victor. We'd love to have you for dinner. Please, come in.